Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. Happy Sunday. Today's the best day of the week. We believe that what takes place inside this one hour will impact and springboard you into the other 167 hours of your week. Springboard. Now, you notice we didn't just say sustain or give you enough just to get through next week. We believe that God has so much more for us than just this one hour on a Sunday. Yeah, he does. And that's why we believe that God has placed it in our hearts to be inspired and equipped for 2021 to live beyond Sunday and live for Jesus seven days a week. Yeah, God's got so much more for us, for you, for all of us together. God's got more in his reservoir to pour out on us. That's why uh, we're even starting a new series next week called Make Room. I think there's throughout 2020, we probably um, filled our lives up with some things that we need to give God permission and to get rid of in our lives. And lots of the thoughts that are coming up in this new series is from a book called Get Your Life Back. And we want to welcome you into a time where we're actually going to read that book. And on March 28th at 8 p.m., we're going to do a Zoom hangout and we're going to talk about the book. It's called Get Your Life Back. We'll drop a, uh, a link in the comment section where you can purchase it or you know go to your local library mm-hmm. and see if you can pick it up. It's Get Your Life Back. This is the final message in our relationship mm. rental. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's, it's been, been really fun. And um, in the very first week, which was three weeks ago, if you could believe it, Valentine's Day. Yes. Sir. Remember Valentine's I Day? Do. Oh, you're sweet. We talked about being aware of Satan's tactics and how he deceives us and distorts our understanding of marriage. And three ways that he does that is to have us believing unrealistic expectations, mm-hmm. believe that marriage is outdated, you know, it's, it's, it's for the past, not for the present, and in our understanding of intimacy. And last week, we talked about the importance of, a, of a building a firm foundation mm-hmm. uh, that is on Jesus first. You know, the role that spending time, you know, where we spend our resources, and where our energy goes plays into strengthening our foundations. Mm-hmm. As we close out the series today, I want it to take some time. We wanted to take some time, you and I, to bring you into a conversation to evaluate the structure and maintenance of our relationships, mm-hmm. of our relationship rental, of our home, of our house, our, our marriages. We want to we evaluate our structures and our maintenance. See, when building a home, the foundation is essential. We talked about it last week. But once the foundation is set and is strong, then comes the structure. And it keeps things working. And to keep things working well, there's maintenance that has to be built. Uh, that has to, um, to help you know, the green grass grow and the wall colors stay the same color. And we have to clean up. Maintenance is necessary. So why don't you read one of the most famous love scriptures or passages in the Bible for us. Yeah, so I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 13, starting at verse 4. It says, Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices where, whenever the truth wins out. It always protects, always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. This structure of a home includes things like studs and walls and wiring and plumbing. 
so how a home functions and serves the family uh, that's living in it is dependent upon those things that are established well. And so in our relationships, it can be easy to look at a passage like this and see how kindness and patience and selflessness would be uh, helpful pieces. But what does it look like to protect and persevere in our marriages? And so today we're going to spend a little bit time on the, that little piece there in um, verse 7. How to where, protect. Where it says, love always protects. And, and then it always perseveres. perseveres. Yeah. So the first one, love always protects. Anything that's worth putting so much effort into, like a reno or into a relationship, <laughs> it deserves being protected. I mean, that's a lot of effort to put into just like let it let it go. I mean, when you think of the structure of a home, why would we even bother putting up walls? So we have a foundation. That's really great. But what's the deal with the walls? Well, walls in a home helps to set boundaries. Mm. The bathroom is separate from the kitchen, and are we not grateful for that? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to yeah. go into that. Um, the bedroom provides a space for rest and for privacy, whereas a living room or like a common room, it gives a space for the whole family to gather, or maybe that's the place where you gather when you have friends in your home. Mm. So we don't put up walls in our homes or add plumbing in the correct places. We're gonna have a mess. So when we set boundaries up in our lives, it gives us guidelines and how to operate and it ultimately provides uh it ultimately protects our relationship so what sort of boundaries might we need in our relationship so the first one that we're going to talk we about have, we have three we have three, three boundaries yes the first one we'll talk about is family now in several places in the bible it speaks to this um multiple times but i'm going to quote from uh, ephesians 5 31 and it says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Once we are married, we've made a covenant with another person. This person becomes the priority before our family is now. That means before our parents, and it also means before our children. Now, that can be a challenge or even hard to hear, especially for those of us who are very close with our parents. Hey, we get it. We love our families. We love, we have a, love pretty, you, mom. Love yeah, you, dad. We have a pretty close relationship <laughs> with both sides. Um, but at the end of the day, when there's a decision that Lauren and I have to make, or if there's a conflict that arises or whatever else you want to put in there, we're one and we yeah. will stick together regardless of what uh, our families might think or say. We've seen it too many times where one of the spouses have not come before a mother or a father, and it's tragic what happens. Uh, there remains a continued control of the family of origin where the adult child ends up being still controlled or manipulated, even though they're now married. And so the spouse ends up having to deal with that added tension for the sake of your marriage. If you're in a situation like this, you might actually have to navigate setting up some boundaries. Mm. Now that doesn't don't freak out. That doesn't mean that we have to cut off communication or anything like that. Having a relationship with our families is a very important piece of life and for our kids. And it's, yeah, we want to make sure that that's healthy. And so most of the time, these sorts of things can be resolved with just a, you know, a conversation, an uncomfortable conversation. And or uncomfortable even conversations are part of life. They are. Them. Don't run from them. No. This whole cancel culture, stop it. Like yeah. actually have a conversation with adults over something that arises. Yeah, because sometimes people aren't aware of the tension that is being caused, or maybe a parent might have a hard time letting go, and it just needs to be, you know, that common ground, everybody yeah. on the same page. 
Now, if you're in a relationship right now and you don't feel any tension, you just might be assuming that things are a-okay, don't assume that all is well. Because you know what assuming does. Ask your spouse how they feel about the quality of your relationship with both sides of your, of your family, both sets of parents. Start that conversation. Actually ask your spouse. And don't get defensive about it. Yeah. Ask your spouse from like a, a pure heart, hey, how's, how do you feel that our relationship with my parents are and vice versa? Yeah. Um, it's really important. It's key to get on the same page with yeah. this. And if boundary setting is necessary, just be aware that it will require that the two of you are together and working together as one, setting up healthy boundaries so that your relationship can flourish then is what will happen instead of being bound by the expectations or opinions of an outside uh, outside source like family members. The, remember, the goal in marriage is unity. And it's unity between you and your spouse as well as God, not anybody else. Yeah, and you alluded to it briefly up above. Another like area of boundary here is with, with our children, mm-hmm. right? And so many times when we get married and you have children, our children take take over. And it's not, that's a bad thing. Our, you know, for, for the first few years of our lives, like our children need us. Mm-hmm. But not every decision needs to be made thinking about what your children think or what's convenient for them. Go on a vacation that your children might not like. Go on an all-inclusive instead of to Disneyland. That's okay. It's for you and your spouse. Your spouse is number one next to God, mm-hmm. right? Another boundary area that we need to set up is having boundaries with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. See, once you are in a committed relationship, how you interact with the opposite sex matters and it changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good to continue to develop secretive relationships with the opposite sex mm-hmm. once you're married. No, it is not. And sometimes you're kind of like, well, duh. But, but lots of times what happens is that um, you may have relationships before you're married mm-hmm. that um, are okay to, to have, you know, texting relationships or messenger relationships and, and as friendships, but deep relationships with the opposite sex when you're married. Um, when I was in college, a word of advice that was given to me, and I've, I've taken it pretty strong and put it into our relationship, and I want to pass it on to you is that don't carry on relationships with past serious relationships. Anybody that you might have been romantically involved with or um, just, just cut them off. For me, it meant actually you know, not following certain people on social media when social media became a thing. Um, not, not entertaining that. See, when you're in a committed relationship, this boundary, not having um, secretive relationships with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's... it's puts in this um, this security that you know that I'm not out you know running around with secret people or having relationships being not romantically involved but emotionally involved with somebody else because that's that's not good here's a couple of things that I've I've put in place not to have um, any like um, meetings or conversations with the opposite sex not in a public space, right? Um, or invite your spouse along. Maybe it's a friend from high school who reaches out to you 
and they want to they want to connect because they know you're a Christian. And mm-hmm. we we've had a couple instances like this where they know that you're a Christian. They're seeing what you're posting online. They they want some help, and they're like, "Hey, can we go for a coffee?" Sure, my wife will come along. Sean Lee is going to come along, and we we go to that because that protects it, sets up that boundary. Um, I, so I would encourage you just be like, look, just cut it off. That relationship that you may have had before is not worth the tension that it will cause in your relationship. Mm -hmm. It's true. And then the third boundary that we can set up um, in our lives is a boundary around ungodly influences in our lives. I mean, we spend too much, we won't spend too much time here because we've already spent a little bit of time in the first week talking about how Satan tries to deceive us into thinking that all is well and we don't have to, you know, give some thought to things like this. But um, we do need to ask ourselves the question, who is influencing us? Like, are there friends in our lives that we hang out with? Um, Are they speaking highly about your spouse or about your marriage or are they trashing them? Um, even giving consideration to what gets our time at the end of the day. Like, what are we consuming? Is it a podcast? There's social media accounts, porn sites, TV shows. Is there anything at all? Literally, is there anything at all that might be distorting the view of your marriage or of your spouse? Um, Some of those things that we consume, they can actually help us develop unrealistic expectations. And so we do have to be aware of that. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, 34 says, Do not be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. 34 says, Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame I say that some of you don't know God at all. Is the company that you are keeping building you up personally or tearing you down? This doesn't mean that we don't have unchristian friends or unbelieving friends um, because, I mean, we're the church, guys. We need (laughs) to be, yes, we need to be sharing God's love with anyone and everyone around us. And we need people from all walks of life and cultures. And that's the beauty of celebrating humanity. People who think differently than us, have them in your lives. They make us better. Um, But if we're going to protect our marriages and provide a space for it to flourish, then setting healthy boundaries to ensure that the greatest influences in our lives are life-giving mm. so it can breathe life into our marriage. If bad company, pardon, if bad company corrupts good character, we need to d- determine what it means to develop good character so that that can protect our relationships. Yeah, godly company is so important and will protect mm-hmm. your marriage. Whether or not it's like, current marriage or future for those who are out there that are not yet married Mm -hmm. or to be married in the future godly community is so so important allowing godly voices Mm -hmm. into our lives godly friends should support you and hold you up in your marriage Mm -hmm. far too often some of our friendships and relationships actually take sides Mm. and it's like sean lee's friends you know are out for a coffee and maybe i was um, not very nice before leaving, and Sean Lee stresses some concern, and they just start ripping me apart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not godly friends. That's not building. I'm not saying that they don't need to sympathize, sympathize with you, but they need to be for your marriage. Yeah. So you need godly friends with a godly approach, with a faith-based approach to life and marriage from a biblical perspective because so many things are trying to tear marriages apart that we need friends who are going to Bring that unity together. And it might look like a marriage mentor. Maybe there's an older couple if you're in your early stages of marriage. 
someone, wh whoever it is that you're going to for advice when there is a concern or a conflict, find someone who points you back to each other, not away from each so other. So we need to set the structure in place, that boundaries, you know, boundaries with family. Mm -hmm. We need boundaries with the opposite sex. And then we need to set up boundaries that we bring godly people yeah. close to us. And then the second focus from 1 Corinthians 13 and 7 is love always perseveres. Now we understand that there's so much in these three verses in Corinthians and we'll we'll unpack them. Maybe it's our next, you know, next That's February nice. series of just unpacking those, but love always perseveres. I want to take a few moments to talk about maintenance. Sometimes the maintenance of a property or the maintenance of a relationship or the maintenance of the home isn't that fun. But the fact of the matter is, is if we don't spend time maintaining, eventually there won't be anything there mm -hmm. that's existing. And we said it, you know, maybe every week that there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, the I do is not the end. But the day that the couple gets the keys to the new home, and you know, there's tears of joy and there's happiness, but it's not before long does the grass need to be mowed. And bills need to be paid and chores need to be done and, mm -hmm. and fixes on the baseboards because dogs chew them up, yes, right? Um, <gasps> maintenance is so important to the longevity of the home. Therefore, maintenance is so important to the longevity of our marriages. Yeah. And if you haven't done maintenance in 20 years, mm -hmm. then your home is probably not looking very healthy. Mm -hmm. Same goes for our marriages. You know, over the past three weeks, we've had conversations with people, with couples in our family FaceTime moment, and each of them identified this theme of it's so important to spend time together, yeah. whether or not it's dating or activities mm -hmm. or vacationing. Yeah. See, it's easy just to coast in marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, we get married, we say, I do, and say, okay, well... I guess that's it. You know, that's the climax of our of of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, the last three weeks, our our couples have have seen that it can grow sweeter and better in time. Yeah. See, the, the coasting in marriage is not what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. John ten ten. Lots of us know this Bible verse, and if you don't know it, you should quote it and you should write it down and you should maybe get a tattoo of it. I'm not endorsing tattoos. You know, highlight it in your Bible. John ten ten. If Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and life to the full. And if you have been joined with somebody in marriage, if two people have become one in a, in a covenant, um, covenant relationship with God, mm -hmm. he wants you to have life to the full with your spouse inside of marriage. Yeah. Have you ever looked at another marriage and wondered what it was that made them love each other so much? Maybe we just wish to have like an ounce of what they have. It's so easy to look at the grass that's greener on the other side, isn't it? Uh, but the fact of the matter is the green grass, that actually happens when it's watered. Wow. <laughs> when it gets the right amount of sun, it has nothing to do with it being in another location. If we desire green grass, if we desire our relationships to be thriving, we will need to care for it. We will need to do some maintenance. And yes, this does take time. It does take work and it takes intentionality. Sometimes things break down and sometimes you just need to get repairs done. Yeah, yeah. Remember, <laughs> the time, remember the time that I uh, was at youth group and you texted me and said, our fence just blew down. Literally looking out the, the window in the kitchen and the fence, the side fence had like, bent into the neighbor's yard on the street. And we were like, we, we weren't planning on no. doing, we weren't planning on building a new fence this year, no, but we because of 
unseen circumstance, we had to build a yes. new fence. And yeah. sometimes unexpected happens in it marriages. Does. You know, there's you know, we have to we have to mow our lawn, and we know, like, right now we're in Edmonton, we're wishing the mower lawn, but, you know, it's like every week or every couple of weeks, and we have to change the filters in our furnace, mm -hmm. and there's maintenance that has to happen, but sometimes there's unexpected yeah. that happens that we have to take care of. Mm -hmm. Welcome to relationships. You know, there's mm -hmm. deaths that mm -hmm. are unexpected. There's there's sickness. Maybe there's unwise decisions of your teenage children, mm -hmm. and you have to deal with it. But if you have a strong foundation, when those storms come, when those unexpected happens, when you have structures in place and when mm -hmm. you've been maintaining um, a, a healthy relationship yeah. over time, doing the little things day in and day out, when the rain comes and the wind comes, we're going to feel it. But the thing is, we're not, we're not going to crumble. We're actually going to have the joy of feeling the sunshine on the other side of mm -hmm. the storm as well. Yeah, some seasons are cha more challenging than others. Like some seasons can be so hard, it feels like you just don't know how you're going to make it through. Yeah. Um, you might not feel equipped. And perhaps that's where you are today. That is a part of the maintenance. Um, you might need some more tools, right? You just might need some more tools. And we'd encourage you to connect with the professional yeah, and receive it. help, receive counseling, because those are the people who are trained to give us tools and help us navigate some specific challenges. Yeah, can I break down a few walls around counseling? Counseling is not a sign of weakness. No, it is not. It's counseling, going to counseling is a sign of strength and humility. Yeah. And and that's something that the Bible talks about mm -hmm. as a as a high. It's like it's it's good to be humble and yeah. it's and it's strength. When when we need help, there are people out there willing to help us. Do it. Go to counseling. We don't need to feel shame about no. it. We don't, you know, we have to go and get our cars maintenanced and we have to gas them up and get alignments mm -hmm. and, and we have to pause sometimes. Why do we think our marriages are any different than that it doesn't need maintenance to stay yeah. on track? You know, much like last week, we talked about a foundation. Now, we, we talked specifically about building our foundation on God. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a question that we can ask as well, is that where, who or what is getting your time and your resources and your, and your, and your energy? No, who's getting that after God? Is it your spouse? Mm -hmm. is, there, is there someone or something that's getting it before your spouse? Maintenance is important. If we want to keep the pretty fixer-upper, mm -hmm. maintenance has to happen. It does. There's no way around it. So this is how I think we wanted to close out this series. To give you a few ideas and a few resources mm -hmm. on how to maintain your marriage. For some of you, you may already be doing some of these things. For some of you, these might be completely new. Um, and maybe... You're in a marriage right now that's stagnant. Maybe implement some of these. Try to put a spark back in. There's still an amber, yeah. right? It's like if you're out built to build a fire and you had an amber down there, you throw some kindling in there and you blow on it a little bit and a fire starts. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You're still married. You're still together. There's still an amber and it's not too late. So here's a couple resources or tips. Attend a marriage conference. Take some time where both of you go to a marriage conference, attend one online. We have uh, a resource that we use at Discovery Church yeah. called Right Now Media. Mm -hmm. 
And if you would like access to it, we have unlimited access for as many people yes, as they it's want. It's free. It's free yep. uh, for anybody who subscribes. Just mm -hmm. DM us, write us. We'll give you access to it. Mm -hmm. There's mountains and mountains yeah. of conferences Such and good. Bible studies on marriages. It, lean into them. Mm -hmm. Instead of watching Grey's Anatomy, watch a marriage conference. Counseling. Go to counseling. Yes. Plan a vacation together, mm -hmm. even if that's with your with your kids. Plan some you time when you're on when you're vacationing. Pray together. We've talked mm -hmm. about that. Here's the one resource and and tip that I think could really help us today. There's a book by Gary Chapman called Five Love Languages. It's a book that's been around the marriage world, not just in the church, but in business world, corporate world, marriages everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, read it. Or at least go on to the website, which we'll jump. I will drop a link in the comment mm -hmm. section. It's called Five Love Languages, and find out what your love language is. At, you know, it's five minutes. It takes no time. Your yeah. kids can even do it. There's mm -hmm. a love language for your kids and for your teenager and for your spouse and for your for your marriage. Do them and find out what your love language is because it helps maintain and build. Your marriage. And it's interesting because Lauren and I did this when we first got married and then we've done it again recently. And they've and changed. They've <laughs> changed because just like everything else in our lives, our different roles that we've been in, we have changed as people. Therefore, sometimes our love languages change a little bit. So there's something that Lauren had noticed like, oh, I'm actually higher in percentage in this area than I thought I was. So it's kind of interesting how um, the maintenance is not just going to serve you well in the first five years of your marriage. It's something that we need to be implementing yeah. all the way through because as you change, obviously the two people who are changing now make the relationship feel maybe a little bit different. Well, let's get to know each other and let that be the fresh new start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something that Pastor Sean Lee said on week one is that we won't build a strong marriage for the future on a foundation of neglect today. That's mm -hmm. true. We can either sit at home saying, oh, everything's fine and neglect our spouse, neglect some, maybe some hard conversations, or we can do some work, do some maintenance, do some upkeep, crack, fix the crack foundations, mm -hmm. and let's have a strong and healthy marriage because this is the thing. Your marriage can be the greatest gift and witness to the world in which we get to influence. Yeah, okay. See, healthy, strong marriages are so rare in the world mm -hmm. that when the world, when your coworkers, when your friends see, sees and notices a marriage that is strong, they start to take notice and wonder, what's different about him or what's mm -hmm. different about her? You have the opportunity to share God's love and his goodness in the world around you. People take notice. Hey, I noticed that you don't speak down about your wife. Or, hey, I noticed that you're excited to get home after work. Hey, I noticed that you don't trash your husband like all the other ladies yeah. in the lunchroom. See, the world is looking for something worthwhile to live for. Mm -hmm. And your marriage can be a reflection of the love that God shows his bride, the church. Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries being willing to maintain our marriages is key. And so as we close out this series, we want to pray specifically over each and every one of you who are listening, regardless of what circumstances you might find yourself in. So singles, those who are desiring to be joined with a godly spouse that someday we want to pray for you that in yeah, this season that you don't feel like that is a waste it's a wasted season that is actually a beautiful and joyful season so we want to pray over that for you 
And then for those who might be um, in a situation where you feel that your relationship might be broken or stagnant, we want to be praying hope and life-giving um, opportunities for you to engage with so that you can see God at work in restoring your relationship. Yeah, we want to ask God to give us the desire to continue to invest in our marriages. Yeah. Honestly, I think Discovery Church is only going to be as strong as our marriages. Mm -hmm. um, and today, can we start that over? I'd say we just go right into it. You want to pray for there to be a desire? You don't have to like ad lib yeah. anything. Yeah. Just right in there. Yeah. Ready? Nope. Setting bound. There's a lot of hair to deal with. Just give me a minute. <laughs> this is where having two camera angles help. Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries and being willing to do the work of maintaining our marriage is key. Yeah, so this morning, as we close out this series, we would like to specifically pray for everyone who's listening, regardless of what stage you might be in right now in relationships. So singles, those of you who desire to be joined with a godly spouse someday, whenever that might be for you, we want to be praying that this season doesn't feel like a waste and that you feel like you're using your time wisely and that this season is something that is joyful, you're have, that you have joy in the waiting as you wait for that godly relationship to and come And we away. want to pray for stagnant and broken marriages mm -hmm. because I would think that some people would feel that their marriage is stagnant and broken and that God would give us the desire to invest in our marriages. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it is to do some of that maintenance. Yeah. Maybe it is time to find out what love language is mm -hmm. and to invest in that. So today, yeah. let's pray. So God, we just thank you this morning for wherever it is that we might be listening from, whether it's in our homes, mm -hmm. um, with our families or alone, or whether or not we're at in the car somewhere, God, you yeah. see right where we are and you see the circumstances of our lives. So this morning, we just want to lift up those who are single right now and yes, those who God. are desiring uh, to be unified with a godly spouse, but the time has not yet come. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can feel like the time is wasteful or it um, is just like we're looking for that next step. But God, I pray that you would help them find yes, joy in the season that they're in right now yeah. and see the purpose that you have for them in that season. So God, would you meet them in their time with you? Would you meet them and help them see who they are in you, God? Would you help them become the person that you yes, would God. have them be right now, yes, not when they're um, not when they're in a relationship, but that we, they would spend time building into that foundation right now. Yes, God, I'm praying for broken marriages and stagnant mm -hmm. marriages yes, because um, we're watching today and we're listening. And the fact of the matter is many marriages in our world are stagnant or broken. God, I pray that there would be hope infused into people's lives. Mm -hmm. God, I pray that you would give us the desire mm -hmm to be willing to strengthen our marriages. Yes, Sometimes Lord. we get so far, feel like it's so far gone that what's mm -hmm. the point now? There is a point. So God, would you give us the desire to strengthen our marriages today? Yeah, God, we just wanna pray a blessing over all marriages, regardless of where we're at. God, would you help us get creative? Mm. Would you help us be intentional? Would you help us, would you drop little things into our hearts, into our minds to speak life over mm. our spouses, to speak life over our families? God, we know that you want this more than we want this. And I pray that your desire would infuse our lives and that our faith would rise up knowing that you yes, had God. the plan first. And
and so God, we come back to that blueprint, we come back to the maker of the, of the plan, and we put our trust in you, knowing that you can make things whole. In the name of Jesus, we pray a blessing over our marriages, mm -hmm. our future, our current. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Maybe you were watching today or listening to Pastor Sean Lee pray or something that I said, and you're like, man, my foundation is weak, and you realize that you've never started a relationship with Jesus before. Today's your day. Would you make a decision? Pray a simple prayer of just asking Jesus to come into your life and to help you and to recognize that what we say, we're imperfect people. We're in need of a Savior, mm -hmm. and today could be your day. Just a simple prayer like that, and if you prayed a prayer, would you click the link in the comment section? Would you let us know? Because we want to be praying for you. We want to get to know your name. Next week, we're starting a brand new series that I think just springboards us yes. from this one into the next one called Make Room and be excited about that. In just a moment, there are going to be a few discussion questions or, or action items that will pop up on the screen. We encourage you, would you chat them over with the people that are in your room? Maybe if you need to call a friend or a, a family member if you're alone today, you know, what are some boundaries that you need to set in place? And we encourage you in, in that those three questions. Also, um, take some time and do the five love languages. We'll drop the link in the comment section. Have an amazing day. We love you. We miss you. But we're still praying for you. Bye now.